Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Entrepreneurs Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan, your show host, and I'm also the Business Development Manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to welcome you to today's show. Today's topic is, it's, it's understanding exactly what digital marketing strategy is and our guest expert from across the pond in the UK is here to help us learn what it is and also understand why a digital marketing strategy is so important for growing your business. Especially as we know, we are all becoming so reliant on connecting through this digital space, right? And we're doing it right here today on this live live stream. We are completely live here on LinkedIn Live. So if you're joining us now and you think that there may be some colleagues or friends that would benefit from this talk today, go ahead and share the link with them via a message on LinkedIn. And we all know that generating engagement on our LinkedIn pages is a great way to continue to network and to increase our follower count. So this would be a great opportunity to do that by sharing the link to our talk right now into a post on your LinkedIn page. Hey, speaking of LinkedIn, make sure after today's show, you hop over to our Engage LinkedIn page and follow us there. When you get to our page, you'll be able to be notified of future talks like this one. And it's a great way to stay connected and learn more about our Engage platform. What is Engage? Engage is the world's only free forever suite of premium communication, sales, and support tools to help you grow and scale your business. Engage also offers different optional upgraded services like our recent program called Engage Live. Make sure you check that out after today's show. It's N-G-A-G-G-E-L-I-V-E dot com. What is Engage Live? Well, if you're interested in starting your own live stream, we can help you do that. We can do that with a proven show strategy. We can do that by giving you access to streaming software, email script and media kit templates. We can provide you with a show moderator like myself to help conduct an interview or conduct a talk, teach you how to promote your show, also give you access to the repurposed video and analytics. Now we can do this all for you, or we can teach you how to do it in a DIY, kind of do-it-yourself format. Now, why is live streaming the biggest tool to use right now in the digital marketing world? Well, helps you build trust and sell more. It can help you engage with unlimited leads, expand your reach like we're doing here today, and then obviously you can track your results through analytics and you can grow smarter. So we're all about engaging with our platform, Engage, and we're here to help you do that. So check us out after today's talk. Now, after today's talk, I want you to stick around. I'll be sharing our Engage news of the week, but it is now time for me to introduce you to our amazing guest all the way from across the pond, in the UK, Manchester, England, his name is Peter Dickinson. Now, if you've been watching our show, you may recognize Peter. He visited us back just a few months ago and we talked about one of the most important tools in digital marketing, and that is your website. We'll share more about his past show a little bit later, but today he's here to help us understand what a digital marketing strategy is. So if you don't know who Peter Dickinson is, you need to. Peter Dickinson's career in technology started back in 1984. I won't share with you how old I was, 
But it was back in the days of punching time cards. Peter likes to joke. Peter, I don't, I don't think I remember that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited about the um, the wisdom that you're here to share with us and the many years that you have in the technology space. Now, Peter has worked with impressively over 500 companies across a wide range of sectors over the last 20 years, and I'm sure that number is probably even higher today. But besides being a digital and business marketing coach, he is the founder and managing director of Cub Limited, which is a hybrid digital market marketing agency. We'll share the link to that website to his company in just a little bit. Now, his agency trains, coaches, manages, and delivers, which means they can help their clients do it themselves or they can do it for them clients. And do what? Well, we're talking everything in the digital marketing space. Fun fact about Cub is that five years ago, his daughter, Sharla, joined him in growing the agency. So I give him the dad of the year award for, for that, <laughs> for bringing his daughter into what now will become a family business. I think that's so great. And, you know, Peter is an expert in the digital marketing, digital strategy space. And I think the fact that he has over 30,000 followers on LinkedIn is a great testimony to the fact that he practices what he preaches. Uh, today, he's here to help us understand exactly what a digital marketing strategy is and why it's so critical in growing our business. Now, if you have a question or a comment for Peter, or you just want to say hello to us and let us know where you're joining us from today, feel free to drop your comments and or questions in the comment section below. Without further ado, Peter Dickinson, welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Entrepreneurs. Thank you for being our expert. It's great to be here. Great to be talking again. <laughs> We're so happy to have you here. And the fact that you are a repeat guest to our show is a testimony to the fact that we value your experience. We value your insights, especially when it comes to digital marketing, because not only do you practice what you preach, but even before we just got on the show right now, Peter, you were sharing with us that you have a lot going on that you're really excited about. And even before we started this show, you said, Marissa, you have to have me back in October or November because there's a lot of exciting stuff you can't even announce. So for our audience who has not met you before, would you just give us a, a quick little uh, a quick little recap on what brought you to founding your company and what excites you most about digital marketing and the things that you have coming into the near future for you and your company? So I got into... Um sort of digital marketing, as you know, worked with technology since the year dot. Um, and uh, over the years, sort of got more and more frustrated working with companies just as a coach, saying, um, you know, helping them with uh, digital marketing, doing their marketing strategy and so forth. And then we'd give the work to, a, or we'd sign the work to a subcontractor or an, on another company. And they would just, just not keep to the script. They would not do what was needed. So uh, when Charlie uh, asked if, if she could join the business, said, you've got to join. You've got to join. We've got to, we've got to start working with clients and actually start fixing things for people, getting, making sure that they get deli you know, d delivery of, of, of what they need. And, uh, and hence why we actually came up with the... Um, uh, the hybrid digital marketing agency because i mean you guys do do it yourself or will do it for you right. and you know, and clients look you know companies need that they, they they're not stupid they, they've got the resources but sometimes you just need some guidance um on on um you know what they need to be doing and and hence i was you know look really looking forward to talking about digital marketing strategy with you because it's something that people don't do they think they think they can bolt on a bit of a website, a bit of social media, a bit of LinkedIn, and boom, it's going to work. No, it's not. The the top guy, I, I you know neilpatel.com. You 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 know is is a great guy. Sign up to his stuff. Um, it, you know, and, and there's a guy called Dave Brailsford who helped our um, women's cycle team win in Beijing. And it's all about marginal gains. It's all about working on every little bit of the system and it is a system so hopefully uh, you know we'll, we'll do a bit of a deeper dive into that with you marissa 
That's going to be great. And I think you brought up a really great point just as we're getting into this discussion is you said, hey, it's not about having your website and about being on social media and about doing this and having all these disjointed parts. It's all about having everything be connected. And as we'll learn in a minute, planning is one of the biggest parts of what a digital marketing strategy actually is. Well, boom, we're so excited to have you here. And so is Syed, who's joining us. Syed, let us know where you're joining us from. He says, hello, everyone. If you are just joining us, Peter Dickinson is here from Manchester in the UK. I'm joining you live from Minnesota. And we've got a whole team of people behind the scenes from Florida to Europe to India who are here helping to make this show happen. So we're so excited to have you here. Syed, if you have any questions for Peter, drop them in the comment section and we'll happily answer them as we go. By the way, he says, well said, Peter, as we dive into what digital marketing really is and what it's not. Well, Jeez. let's give those of you. Oh, and he's joining us from Dubai. Very cool, Syed. Have you well, ever been to Dubai? <laughs> I've not been to Dubai, but that's quite late at night. It must be about midnight, I guess. Is it? it that's yeah, true, because Dubai is even further east than you, and it's evening time for you. Just yeah. getting our day started here. It's just about noon on the East Coast, <laughs> 11 a.m. on the Central Time Zone. So what's so cool about live streaming, as we've been talking about, you know, in the past, Peter, and, you know, we started off our show talking about our Engage Live program, it's so amazing how we can connect, right? It doesn't matter your time zone, doesn't matter your country. If you have Wi-Fi and a camera, you don't even need a professional mic. You can easily just, you know, use the mic on your computer. It's just pretty incredible how easy it is and why it's so important in our digital marketing, you know, strategy. Uh, Syed, by the way, says it's only 8.12 p.m. In his okay. Morning. All right. Okay. I've got my time zones mixed up then. No worries. Syed, thank you so much for joining us. If you are joining, let us know, say hello, and let us know where you're joining from. Well, let's dive into today's talk because we are talking about digital marketing strategy. So here's an outline of what Peter's going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what is a digital marketing strategy. That is the big question. What is it? Um, we'll talk about the fact that planning, right, is a big part of digital marketing strategy, Digital marketing strategy is planned actions, right? That you can use in online marketing channels to grow your business as profitably and as quickly as possible. So we'll kind of break down what a digital marketing strategy is. We'll talk about why you need a digital marketing strategy. And as we like to say, entrepreneurs and business owners who fail, they don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. So we'll talk a little bit more about why planning is so important. Then we'll get into, and this is where Peter's brilliance will shine, how to create a digital marketing strategy. And we'll talk about setting your goals, competitive analysis, creating buyer personas, auditing your current strategy, and then obviously talking a little bit more about budget and resources for your strategy. So without further ado, Peter, help us understand what exactly is a digital marketing strategy. Okay. So... Everybody thinks of a, a plan and you know, nobody gets excited about a plan. But when you talk about strategy, where you want to go, who do you want to, you know, who do you want to sell to, what do you want to do in three or five years' time, uh, people do get excited. So that's why we don't talk about planning because it bores everybody. So we talk about what do you want to be in three years' time, you know, um, where do you want to be in 10 years' time? And people go, well, I have no idea what I would have been in 10 years' time. Well, the thing is, 10 years you know, um, soon passes really fast. And um, and if you if you don't say, that's what I'm going to do, the choices you make will not be the right choices. It's all about, but running a business is all about choices. And it's all about keeping focused so that you've, you work on the choices that are going to get you to where you want to be. Um, too many people, too, too many entrepreneurs go off on down, uh, you know, off on tangents because they've, they've lost sight of what they want to be. Uh, I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek. Um, you, you must have all watched Start With Why. If you haven't, you, you've got to. So go to YouTube, type in Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K, Start With Why, and, and understand why you want to do what you want to do. And, and it's not about money. Money is, a, money is a result. It's all about driving to where you want to be. So ours is, our why is, 
we, lo- we, we love helping companies grow. We want to help companies grow. Because what happens is if you make companies grow, the people, the, 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 your local economy and so forth prospers and everybody um, has, a better, has a better living. I think that that's really well said. So when you start thinking about a digital marketing strategy, you first challenge your clients to have a clear objective, right, of where they want to go and what they want to become, where they see themselves in maybe three, five, or 10 years. Yeah. You made the point, too, that time happens very quickly. 10 (laughs) years, we think, is a long time. But as we know, especially in digital marketing, 10 years can be just a snap of a finger. So having a clear objective, a business objective of where you want to go, what you want to be, can help you in planning your strategy. And then you also said understanding what drives your customer is really the next question you need to basically dive into. Yeah. So everybody's good at something. So obviously... You, you, you've got to be passionate about what you do. I, I love technology. Um, as as as, <laughs> as Marissa said, I've, I've started out with punch cards, you know, where I sat with a machine, and, and that was one line of code. Now, that one line of code happens in a, in an absolute instant these days. So, um, you, you know, I remember seeing my first graph appearing on a printer, then a first graph appearing on a screen. Um, what you can do with technology, I mean, we, we've got, you know, Saeed in, in Dubai, you know, I'm in Manchester, UK, and, you know, Marissa, you're in Min- uh, Minnesota. And, and yet, we could be in the same room. I find that absolutely mind-boggling. And and the thing is, people think um, that, that technology is there. We, we're, we're here. We're not. We are so not. Um, you, you know, the, we were looking at um, one of the technologies we're looking at is – is um, 3D animation, so you, you know, augmented reality. So you can step into your computer, round somebody's website, look at the cars and so forth, and you've not left your living room. You wow. know, auto, AI, you know, the number of times you talk to bots now, and, and, and mm-hmm. they, they're intelligent enough, you know, and, um, you know, so, so you, you, as a business, you, you've got, if you don't want a Kodak, or Blockbusters moment. Blockbusters US, wasn't it, as well? What's US that? Blockbusters was a US company. Yes, Blockbuster, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole phrase, don't have a Kodak moment. How how, how, how on earth did they lose that? You know, mm-hmm. they were the top of the game. They were top of their industry. Everybody bought Kodak, and, and they had the resources and so forth to, to, to take on digital. But because it threatened their, 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 their current business model, right. they lost to the front future business model, and I, get, and I, and I, I love Simon Sinek. I think he's a great guy. There's a, there's a thing book called The Infinite Game, and and that's about playing the long game. You know that you know so that you, you've got that bigger picture in mind. So so when a whole paradigm shift happens to your to your sector, you're ready for it. You know because the original Kodak guy wanted to put low cost, you know, image creation devices in people's hands. You know, that's why Kodak could have moved into digital and it would still be very clear with the why. But because they got so fixated on targets and on this and that, you know, on numbers and so forth, they lost the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't matter whether you're big business or little business. And that all comes down to marketing. If you think about your business, marketing is your business. It's about providing, you know, products and services that solve a pain for your customers. So the next bit of the strategy is to identify customers you like working with hmm. who have got the pain you can solve. Yeah. So we, we work with three, as we were t- chatting earlier, we work with companies who are about three, per, three people to about 30 to 50 people because they're building their, their engines, their, their economic engines. Um, they're building the, the things that's going to make them profit and that's recurring and sustainable. And, um, and the thing is, those guys don't have any insole. Quite a lot of them don't have any in-house resource. So they rely on people outside. And the reason why we do the hybrid stuff is because we actually need to teach them how to do strategy you know, because then they'll know where they want to go and, and it's and putting, giving control back to them. So it's, 
it, it's it's the next stage is understanding the bias persona. This is so interesting because when we think about digital marketing as well, I think a lot of people maybe just assume, like you said earlier, also, if they're on a website, right, or if they're on social media platforms, if they're doing something, then that is their strategy, yeah. right? But the reality is, and again, as you said, um, you have to connect the dots on everything, right? When you talk about finding your, let's say, target demographic, the clients or customers you want to help, you have to be where they are, right? Exactly. You also have to make it convenient for them to communicate with you. You also have to consider what kind of content, right, that might, you know, attract them. You have to consider, as we learned yesterday with or the day before with our guest, Chris Daly, that just because you have a website doesn't mean it's efficient or not broken. There's just like all these little pieces that you have to take into account. But also so interesting that you brought up the idea of the Kodak example mm -hmm. and how they basically lost their their business, they basically lost their business because they weren't looking ahead to the future. Yeah. We had a guest last week named Daniel Burris who talked about anticipatory, you know, behavior versus reactionary, how you have to follow hard trends and look towards the future in order to prevent something like that from happening. Yeah. What well, is they, the, go ahead. Sorry, well, Kodak lost mm -hmm. their why. They, they 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 focused on spreadsheets and numbers and and, and forgot why you know uh, the the general the guy who set Eastman who set it up he wanted people to put low cost devices in people's hands so they could take photographs mm -hmm. that that was his why and and they kind of lost it in in all the business models and so forth smaller companies are better at actually articulating their whys than the, the larger businesses but um, it's critical because you need to know. You know where you want to be, and you've got to you know what you what you're there to do, and and if you want your employees to buy into what you do, it's got to be not about making you lots of money. It's got to be about you, you know whatever that the business is. I mean, yours is about putting engaging tools into into as many people's hands as possible, you know, and, and making you know so that they can join the dots up, you know, using your tool set. So let me just put this on the screen for those of you watching right now. Um, digital marketing strategy is planned action. So we learned, right, um, for instance, Kodak in this example, they had a plan, right? Um, but it, it didn't necessarily fit into the hard trend, right, of where the, the market was going, right, which is obviously away from paper photos. It's great that they wanted to put... Uh, low cost, you know, cameras in people's hands to take photos. But as we see the shift in the digital world, the hard trend, the change, even though they planned something, it didn't really follow the hard trend, right? So they weren't anticipatory, they were reactionary. Um, but it's planned actions that use marketing channels to grow your business as profitably as possible, profitably as possible. Now, why do you need digital marketing strategy? Entrepreneurs and business owners who fail don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. So in taking this back to the Kodak example, because I think it's such a good example, they planned, but they never planned almost to change with the time. Yeah, they, they like did. That's a fair, they, fair they, they lost the why. So that they, they wanted to, to, to protect their existing business model. But you know there was a de decay then in their de their business model, and they did bring out cameras. We we bought out bought a di Kodak digital camera mm -hmm. for some reason. They did they didn't then progress it. So w when you when you're building your plan, you need to have a clear focus on what you want to achieve. You need then a clear focus on who your customer is. We're really clear. You know, three to fifties, small to medium sized businesses uh, who are not professional services. Retail, public sector—it's a bit weird because ours is a. We'll do it work with everybody, but then there's a section, some sections that we 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 will have we'll work with, but we would prefer to work with manufacturers, engineering companies, systems, businesses, things, construction stuff like that, um, the techie 
difficult to understand stuff that other agencies go because oh. <laughs> I'm an engineer at heart, and I, I love the I love the I love the toys, I love the technologies, um, which gives us that, that kind of strength. But so that's our focus, and then then we look at the pain. What is the pain? Uh, for me, a lot of the pain is they do not have a strategy. They do not have any of those dots joined up. So we don't go into big plans. It's you know it's really simple. It's one piece of paper, you know, with with um, you know what the values are, what the why is, what the um, then then their sort of products and services are, what their niche is, and then and then the three things that solve clients' problems. I mean, some people call them differentiators. Some people call them uniques. But it's essentially three things that they do differently, which solves the customer's key problems. Okay, so you said that you can do this just on one piece of paper. I like that. Mm -hmm. And what was the first thing again? The second thing was the pain points, and the third thing was like the niche or the differentiator. What was the first thing? Um, well, the why. The why, that's right. The why, yeah. the pain point, the differentiator. Um, let's talk about so how to create our digital marketing strategy. You've got on the paper, right, the, the why, the pain points, the target demographic, and then the niche, the niche, the differentiator of a business. How do we set out though? Once we have that, you know, in line, we've thought about where we want to be in five or ten years, right? We're 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 taking the planning portion of digital marketing strategy and we're doing it. Like, how do we now create the digital yeah. marketing strategy? So we have a, a big conversation about the ten-year one. That you'll probably come across the, the big hairy ass goal, BHAG, you know, which was uh, thought up by um, uh, Jim Collins, um, which is like 30 years. But that's great for big corporations, but most people, I'm dead 30 years' time, so I don't care. So uh, 10 years is good because it's fine for you to think, you know, to be a bit creative. Um, so you set yourself a turnover and, and try and draw a picture um you, you know I, I use words but some people people who like to draw might actually want to draw a picture you know living in a nice house they're living by the sea they're you know skiing every year or, or whatever then then we get to the nuts and bolts of the three years what 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 sort of turnover how many people are you employing do you, you know what products and services you're going to do have you got to do some additional because you're only doing part of the part of the service do you need to do make yourself more of one stop so that people can come those sorts of things are then listed out. Um, we use a book called uh, Traction by um, uh, Gina Wickman uh, when we're working with clients. It's a free downloadable uh, file. If you do um, uh, type in uh, ooh, uh, EOS Worldwide Traction, I think you can get the template that way. Um, and then, then, so on that page, it's then got um, – you write, you write down three years, you know, that turnover and so forth. Then you write down 12 months, right? What are we going to do in 12 months? Then you write down in 90 days. You can do this on a spreadsheet. Um, just make sure you've got the columns and so forth. And then every quarter or every month, I then sit down with a client and, and we, we sharpen it up. So just before this call, I was with a client. I meet them every quarter. And um, we had a, a hallelujah moment. And they'd, they'd, they'd been doing quite a bit, a few bits of work on different services and they say well actually we could do this particular service i can't say what it is because it's obviously client confidential but we they all had a light bulb moment oh my god if we do this which encapsulates all these other bits this means we can talk to ctos it means we can um have really great conversations with them the pain point is massive because it's to do with disaster recovery and um and it's a it's a growing trend because more companies are getting attacked by um, phishing attacks and ransomware attacks, you know, and where an employee of a large organisation could open up an email and, you know, all hell lets loose and they can't lock down all the files and so forth. But you know, within space of half an hour, we've gone from they were doing great to to wow, we've now got a really great pitch for three years time, and we can really. So they're adapting the website at the moment. So they're going to make a bunch of changes to the website, which really sort of says, really gives that business focus. It says, we are going to sell this service, which which CTOs and CIOs are going to love because um, they're desperate for it. And um, and that will, that, will, that, that, that will catapult that company. 
that was a pivotal moment for that business. All happened in about 15 minutes. So truly taking the time to envision where you want to be, who you need to be targeting, again, their pain points, how you're going to do it. How do you translate that though, Peter, um, from that aha moment of knowing what you need to do to taking that first step, right? Um, so the key, the key is 90 days. 90 days. 90 days. Okay. Forget I like months. how you just jumped right in. You're like, I know where you're going with this, Marissa. I know where you're going. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So 90 days, you know, figure out what you're going to do in the next 90 days. It's, it's like a the Chinese proverb, you know, a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. But you've got to take that step. So many people procrastinate. You know, the number of times I've gone into a company and said, oh, we haven't quite done it yet. And giving all the excuses. No, just do something. You know, just move yourself along that path. So part of executing, so you, you've got the strategy. That can be done on one page. You, you know, what you want to be in 10 years' time, what do you want to do in three years, and then what you want to do in 12, 12 months. And and then, right, okay, how do we make that happen? Well, we, we break it down into 90-day chunks. So this is what we're going to do this first 90 days. This is what we're going to do in the next 90 days. And then it gets a bit blurry then, so we just call those future objectives. But they're all things that are going to take us. And, and it's... it's um, you, you probably read uh, Stephen Covey's uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. And in it, it talks about having a kiln jar. So you have a kiln jar and you put all the big rocks in and then you put your light, these smaller rocks in, then your sand, then your water, and it all fits. Amazing. But what a lot of companies do is put all the water in first, then all the sand, then all the small stuff. They can't get the rocks in. The rocks will just not go in the jar. So if you put your rocks in first, like Jim Collins says, do the hard stuff first, you, you will um, you'll get there. And, uh, and so what a company now has to do is the first thing is to get their messaging right and get that on that website. And then we can, then we can add on the email marketing, we can add on the social media, we can create the sales funnel because the sales funnel will point everything at that website. We'll put web chat on there. So then so when somebody wants an inquiry, they can go, oh, yeah, I, how do I stop my site from being having a ransomware attack? And um, you know, and that's that's how you do it. So you've got your twelve months objectives on your pay, on one on your one piece of paper, and then your ninety day first ninety day, second ninety day, and then future. And so you've got it all the jobs stacked up, and they're all the big rock jobs, not the little ones, not the sand, not the water, just the big rocks. What are the big rocks you're going to do? And if you do the big rocks. The business, you know, you'll make those changes. It's like having a strong foundation. So any marketing digital strategy needs a strong foundation. You need to know where you're going to be, why you're going to be there. Um, make sure your branding and your message is consistent across. For those of you watching, I'm going to put up our slide again, as in how to create this digital marketing strategy. And I think Peter has just now gone through a few of these things. It's obviously setting goals for yourself, right? Where you want to be. Um, let's talk about performing a competitive analysis or using analytics to look at the different pieces of your digital marketing strategy, because I know this past Tuesday, our our guest, Chris Daly talked about AB testing, right? And how you should always be testing. Now, let's say you have your website up, right? You think it has all the key things, right? The key chunks, right? To keep people engaged, to drive people to a, con- a conversion or become a lead or to purchase, only to realize, hey, this website looks great, but it's not working, right? So tell us a little bit about how we can test what we're doing or, you know, competitive analysis, understand what, you know, other people are doing in the same business how can we do that to figure out what's working what's not and where we need to make changes so this is this is really important and and it's it, it saves you a lot of legwork to be honest because other people have done this like work for you so um as i said big fan of neil patel and uh, uh, neilpatel.com if you add forward slash uber suggest so that's u u b e r suggest uh, to it he will then if you put in your website or your competitor's website it will tell you what keywords you're ranking on. It will tell you who's backlinking. It will tell you what pages that, that, that have been successful. This is on your competitor's website. It does it on your own, but you can put your competitors in there as well. 
What that means is you can see where they're getting their extra traffic from and you can pinch ideas. I, I'm not a great believer in copying competitors. Mm -hmm. That's rubbish because that's me too. You're following. As a business, you need to lead because um, if you're not leading, you're probably getting run over. So um, with, with the Uber Suggestor, and we use a product called SEMrush, but it's, it's quite expensive. It's about $200 a month. Um, and there's Moz, which is about $100. Whereas Uber Suggest, uh, for small amounts of usage, is free. So it's great, great for you guys to, and he's done a load of work. So you can find out you know, what, what pages are, are, the, are your competitors ranking for? Does that mean that those, you know, could you write a page that would also rank? You know, what keywords are they being found for? Are you being found for those keywords? Have they got backlinks from, from great sites that you've not got? Can you approach those sites and say, you know, you know, can I also have a backlink, please? Or I've written a better article. Can you swap my back, you know, his backlink for mine? And um, you can really drill down. You can also look for errors on your site. You know, a web designer say, oh, I, I've made you a pretty site. And then we run their, their, their site through Uber Suggest or we use, say, SEMrush or Mars. And we'll find a whole bunch of errors, um, you know, like broken links, pages missing, um, you know, uh, meta tags, to, you know, the, the descriptions are too long, the titles are too long, uh, things like that. And uh, so there's, there's a whole bunch of, say, free tools out there which will give you a whole pile of information that you can't get that, you know, that will tell you what your competitors are doing. I actually think there was a tool I learned about the other day called, if I'm not mistaken, Google Optimize, I think, which will allow you to make different versions of your website. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. And that's take out different things. Um, and that can help you to get some analytics going to see exactly which version of your website potentially is the, the most efficient and the most, uh, yeah. So successful at converting. Let's yeah. can I ask you a little bit about how to figure out what channels to be on, right? Okay. Based on where your customers are. Because I think that's an important thing when we're creating our digital marketing strategy. Okay. It's obviously knowing where our customers are, but we have to make decisions, right? Like you said, you have to make decisions based on pain points um, as to where to be. So how do you help your clients determine which channels they should be on? Should they be on TikTok? Should they be on Instagram? Should they focus on LinkedIn? Um, okay. so how, do you, how do you help your clients do that? Okay, so there's two things we've got to, got to break that down is, is, um, is, is, is one, how competitive the industry is. And that dictates whether you're going to be reactive, i.e. you can you know, optimize your website. People can find you. It's not too much more effort. And, and you can just let the orders come in. And, and 10 to 15 years ago, you know, um, inbound marketing, as it's called, you know, this, this being sitting back, reactive marketing, was, was everyone would say, oh, this is the way forward. But, of course, then everybody did it, so it got really competitive. So right. um, if you're selling telecoms, for example, um, you know, it's hugely, hugely competitive. So you need a proactive campaign. That means you've got to go onto LinkedIn, you've got to go after the, the you know the um, the founders the CEOs the the um, you know the leaders of the business uh, in order to and you've got you've got to push yourself in front of them um, you 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 may have to use LinkedIn advertising to get them to on webinars or doing live streams and so forth and mm -hmm. um, you know and, and actually create that audience if you're um, so we were talk, talking about um, uh, this this company earlier on and um, they do a thing called the immutable backups. Well, not many people type in immutable backups or immutable de disaster recovery. So, you know, we, we know that w with some bit of SEO, you know, we can make that website work. And so inquiries will come to them. So that's inbound. It all depends on how, so you've got to look at how competitive your industry is. If it's super competitive, you need a, an outbound proactive um, uh, approach. If it's not super competitive, if you get a lot of referrals because people like you, you've got a great reputation, you've got a great brand. This is why building a brand is really good because a lot most websites are found by their brand. So if you've got a great brand, people mm -hmm. just type it in, go, oh, there they are, and and and, and you can have a reactive um, approach. So then, therefore, if you've got a, a proactive approach, 
So you, you're looking at Facebook and you're looking at Facebook ads. You know, there's no point boosting posts and writing a post and boosting it. You've got to have focused, video-driven adverts to, to get people, um, you know, especially if you're selling a business to consumer because you've only got nanoseconds. It goes in their feed, they're scrolling down, it's got to go boom, it's got to hit them between the eyes. Uh, LinkedIn have got various options, but again, you know, you can still get posts to do well on LinkedIn, you know, get 10,000, 2,000, 5,000, but you've got to work really hard now to do that. The LinkedIn algorithms have changed because there's so many people on LinkedIn now doing some really great stuff that you're going to be looking at adverts either this this year or next year, um, you know, using Google, Google pay-per-click, you know, making sure that, I mean, I came across a customer the other day and um, they were doing pay-per-click and I said, well, you've got the free listings going. You know, there's a whole opportunity there to, to sort of, you know, because Google moves along, that all these things change. And it's, it's, it's constantly keeping in touch with, with people who know stuff in order to, to, to understand what the opportunities are. So in e-commerce now is the, is the Google free listings. You know, make sure that if you've got an e-commerce site, you've got that uh, running because that's a, you know, Google will put it into, the, into uh, Google search free, uh, into the shopping free. So that's interesting. So you're saying sometimes deciding which channels to be on is a result of the industry you're in and how competitive it is and whether you're very much in a niche or whether you're in a category that's highly competitive that has an impact on deciding which channels to be on. That's very interesting. Yeah, uh, so by the way, yeah, so the other one, sorry to interrupt, but the yeah. other the other second part of the question is um, your buyer persona. So if you're selling to B2C, you're obviously going to be on Instagram, Facebook, maybe TikTok. Um, but if you're selling to businesses, you, you need to be on LinkedIn. Um, so the, 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 the channel is also dictated by your buyer persona. And that's why it's really important to have a very clear picture of your buyer persona. You know, what is their age? What do they do? How do they, what, you know, what job are they trying to do? Um, you know, what are their likes, dislikes? Um, you know, how do they operate? How do they work? Are they, are they a millennial who are digitally native? Or are they older generation who, who kind of, you know, are slow to pick this stuff up? You only have to look at the demographics. Still, so the older people on LinkedIn and the younger people are on Instagram and, and Facebook. Right. Like us older people are on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you're, right. you're, you're a youngster. God, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm uh... <laughs> well, it's, it's just, it's very interesting because we had a guest recently, Kenya Kelly, who talked TikTok, right? And she dispelled the rumor that you have to be dancing and acting crazy, right? To have success on TikTok. Again, it's all about figuring out where your target demographic is, whether that's the right channel. Now, I see a question from Syed. We're going to get to your question in just one second. The second part to my question for you then, Peter, is how do you decide which media to use on your channels, right? How have you advised or, you know, what are some examples of things maybe that you've, you know, advised your clients to do in terms of the type of media that they're yeah. sharing, whether it's uh, posts? or video, or live stream, or text, or photo images? How do you yeah. decide what to use? Or do you suggest you use a little bit of everything? I mean, how do you decide? Um, again, you've got to look at the audience. You know, like I was saying on Instagram, I mean, TikTok, um, your businesses need to be looking at TikTok now. We are looking at how to do how to cost-effectively do TikTok videos. And say, it's not about people dancing around. Um, but there is a cost because you've got a human doing something and then they've got to be filmed. So there's right. a bit of a, certainly for agents, there's a bit of a, a challenge there. But if you've got a phone yourself and you've, you're happy doing something, then then great. Um, so in, in terms of, we're seeing a lot more movement towards video. Um, we were filming stuff uh, prior to lockdown. We've now moved to, to animated uh, text-based uh, or you know stock image type uh, videos. Uh, we're doing more 3D stuff, so bringing bringing dimensions and so forth to it all, um, you know, and and trying to produce those quicker and faster because you you can create that punchiness because 
time attention spans are getting less. What was bizarre, we were doing some experiments and um, just a simple text-based um, uh, post on, link, on LinkedIn, uh, it sometimes was a lot better than um, you know, having your traditional image and lots of words. I think you have to put more, more of your personality into the posts, you know, so that as though you're talking, one, trying to talk one-to-one -one with your audiences or do something that, that um, think about the words so that you engage. You know, just taking a stock photo with a bunch of words, you, you're going to get three to 500 views. If you, um, you know, do something where you're asking for help or not, not a quiz, do not stop. Just stop the, the quizzes and the poll. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, why? <laughs> um, you know, but, but something that, that, that really sort of gets people's imagination, you know, and maybe, maybe post, if you haven't got time, post less, but post better. Um, in terms of the images, no, Im you know, text, image, you know, you had the gentleman on previous uh, there about A-B testing, mm -hmm. do A-B testing. You know, use the same words, but with an image. Video certainly is 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 recorded as being the most engaging, and it's certainly great on websites because if you somebody watches a video, your time on site, average time on site, climbs ridiculously. So, um, and you're gonna, and we're currently doing all our text-based pages to be video because we're we're looking, we're working now with the YouTube generation. You know, mm -hmm. my, my son. Uh, he, I've built I've built houses and all sorts, but he's never shown an interest. He got his own own house with his girlfriend. He YouTubed everything, wow. and he only he only gave me a call when he really got stuck when he couldn't YouTube it. It was so YouTube first, call dad second. So funny, and it, but he was really successful. So we're into the YouTube generation. So anything you're you want to explain, you want to do. I mean, I've just spent the last few days in front of you know, cameras and microphones to, to build some online content. You know, the number of times now when somebody says, how do I do something? I'll create a little loom video. You're familiar mm -hmm. with it, aren't you? It's fantastic. You know, it's you, no you longer tell me, it's show me. That's, it, I think, a big change. Yeah. We've got a, a couple questions and some great comments. So I want to make sure we get to those, Peter, as we're running out of time. So Syed did want to share the link that you had shared, the Neil yeah. Patel Uber yeah. Suggest. And he said that's absolutely a great website. And thanks for mentioning it. Really? He also has yeah. a question. Yeah. So he says, I have a question. I am fresher in digital marketing and will be joining a firm whose website is already optimized and set up well with 279 organic keywords, 567 monthly traffic, 465 backlinks. How can I contribute to improving the SEO and social media marketing for that company? Would love okay. a few tips, Peter. Okay, Saeed, so, uh, thanks for the question. It's a brilliant question, actually. Um, so if you look, 279 keywords, that's, that's good. Um, 465 backlinks, that's good. But your monthly traffic, I would have thought almost put a multiply that by five is is what the traffic I would expect through that site. So maybe you need to go and look at your um, uh, Google Analytics and just see that that that, that number is correct because I would have expected about a couple of thousand you know monthly visitors from those stats. Uh, what can you do? Well, you've got the audit tool. Um, it could be that that yes, you've got a lot of keywords, but they're not ranking. You know, so I it was looks gonna great. say B testing is what comes to mind. He almost should maybe change the order of things on the website or take something out and see if you know the engagement yeah. increases. Before I even start that, there's, there's a great idea. Uh, I, the way I, I would start it is to to do an audit using Uber Suggest. Do an audit, find out what the errors are. You you you've 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 obviously got it's got a good website, but it's not getting the traffic. And so, you, so that number needs to have a zero after it in, in terms of monthly traffic if you're going to actually create inquiries and so forth. So find out where all the errors are. As, as Marissa was saying, you know, you can put a thing called Hotjar on it, which is free for limited use. And that will tell you what people are doing on the site so that then you can start doing the split testing that, um, 
that uh, Marissa was uh, was talking about. But th there's there's quite a bit of work to be done there, I think. Great advice and great tips, Peter. I like this live uh, live consulting happening right here. <laughs> Ali, yeah, this is great. Ali has, I think, two questions. And Ali joined us for our show on Tuesday. So welcome back, Ali. So I'll pop this question up as I read it. It's a little, it's a long one. So how can we test and hence determine which marketing communication channels are most effective in order to implement it in our digital marketing strategies? For example, I have certain channels in mind, but they may not be effective or successful. So in order to avoid the risk of failure, what tip would you recommend us to use in order to sort of test the feasibility of our cho chosen digital marketing channels for our strategy. So in essence, I think Ali is asking, are there ways to kind of get a glimpse of what might work, what channels might be best? I guess, I guess that has to do again with your target demographic and your buyer persona, but what do you think about that, Peter? Yes, yeah, so it's all about the uh, analysis tools that you've got to hand. So obviously Google Analytics, that will tell you um, what you know what traffic has ended up on your site. So for example, um, we've got some sites that get a lot of traffic from LinkedIn or they're, they're doing a lot of mail shots. So we use a tool called Megalytics. It, it is a paid for tool, it's not expensive, but that gives us, so every client, uh, client gets a report showing you know, where the traffic has come from. So that's Google Analytics. Um, you can obviously Google itself is a channel, so you should be using Google Search Console, which you get, which is free, um, which tells you what keywords are being used. Then for our social media, we use a thing called Hootsuite. Megalytics will do the social stats as well, but you actually need the in-depth stats. You know what worked, what didn't work, what posts worked, what post time of day worked, and we're back to that. You know the, the, all that testing, um, so you've got to test, test, test. And, and make sure you've got the right tools in place. If 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 you work if if the if you're if there's quite big sums of money involved in terms of leads and things generated through the website, then a product called Semrush is um, probably one of the best tools. There's Hrefs and there's Moz, um, but we use Moz, but we moved to Semrush purely because it got a lot more detail, a lot lot more detail, um, and and you've got to do a deep dive into that detail. You've got to understand it. You know, you've got to watch the YouTube ads. You know what? What? Um, you know what does this stuff mean? Because it's all telling you things, and it's again back to marginal gains. You know, look at something, fix that, and move on to something else. There's always stuff to do, and as you improve each of the areas, you'll find out which of those channels are actually good, are delivering the best ROI. You know, because you're spending time and money on it. So if you spend lots of time on face on social media you know, like LinkedIn, but it's not driving much traffic, then is it because you're not getting engagement on LinkedIn or is it because the stuff you're doing is not interesting so people aren't bothered and they're not going through to, to the website? It's all about measuring and testing and reviewing. People don't do this stuff. And then they go, why doesn't it work? So if, um, you know, so, so that's what you've got to do. It's, it's that virtuous circle. You look, think of an idea implement it, measure it, review it, and then start the cycle again. Great advice. Ali says, thanks for the great tip and the analysis tool, Peter. Cheers, Ali. Thank you. And Syed also says, I love this live. It's been so insightful. Doing a great job, Peter and Marissa. Brilliant. Thank you. I love this live format. It gives us a chance to truly talk. You know, Peter founded his company, Cub Limited. He helps clients all over the world with their digital marketing strategy. So this is just, in my mind, such a cool way, right, to pick Peter's brain. Also, Peter, to have you here to help lead us in understanding more about what digital marketing strategy is and, of course, different ways to set ourselves up to be successful. And as we talked about, as we got started, it's all about starting with a plan, planning. We never plan to fail, right? Um, but having a plan is a big part of the digital marketing strategy. Absolutely. And, you know, knowing where you want to be in five or 10 years, knowing who your target demographic is and their pain points, 
knowing the, you know, buyer persona, also knowing what channels are the best match for your target demographic. These are all things you need to ask yourself and plan out before you go and do. And then I liked your little circle. It's do it. Uh, I almost want to say like, do it, check it out. And, you know, do it. I know that's not the term you use, but it is. It's like, do it. Plan, do, plan, do, check. There you go. Plan, do, check it out, and then re, and then review. Figure it out. Do I do that again, or do I go a different direction? Makes total sense. Absolutely. Well, listen, Peter, we are starting to run out of time. I'm so glad we got to all of your questions. If you guys have any last and final questions, drop them in the comment section. But I want to dive into our digital marketing news of the week and invite Peter to stay while I go through this because I'd love to hear his thoughts and opinions. And then I also want to share with you all our newest feature for Engage, and that is our live show library. So let me share with you our digital marketing news of the week, and then don't go anywhere because I want to show you something brand new that's really, really cool. And it's a way that you can go and find Peter's last show that he did with us a few months ago as well. So don't go anywhere. Right now, though, Peter, listen to this. This is our Engage Digital News of the Week, Digital Marketing News of the Week. And this week is just a really easy tip in our five-part series. We've been giving tips about how to engage and get more engagement on the LinkedIn company page. Yeah. So this is kind of our tip number four, and it's actually a talk about analytics. So this week's news tip is the fourth in a five-part series of how to get more out of your LinkedIn company page. And we're saying that through analytics, which you can access at the very top of your company page, you can view detailed aggregated data about the demographics and the traits of your followers and visitors from either desktop or mobile apps. So in addition, you'll be able to identify your page followers so you can go and view their profiles and message them to move them down your buying or sales funnel. You'll also be able to identify, and this is what we're just talking about, which of your posts and updates are driving the highest engagement. So with these insights, you'll be able to continually optimize for better audience alignment in regards to the posts that are doing well, and then obviously to figure out which paid ads might be performing well as well. So just out of curiosity, Peter, do you have experience or opinion? I know you have a company page for Cub Limited. People do find it hard to get engagement with their company pages. So what do you think about using, obviously, the analytics feature to help to uh, narrow yeah. down what's working? Absolutely. You, I mean, you should be doing those across all the channels, as we saw. Mm -hmm. But, but the, the, the LinkedIn company page is... We're not sure where Microsoft are taking this, but they are definitely going to do stuff on the company page. It's going to become more and more important. Now, one of the things they did do fairly recently was um, a bit, a, give you the ability to invite 100 of your of your con connections to like the company page. And that is so important you keep doing that every month. Make sure you use that 100 invites. That will increase the number of people following you. And, and obviously invite people who you think will, will like your page and who like you. And you can then get your engaged audience to then, when, so when you do post, mm -hmm. you get more traction because, um, you know, you've got more people viewing it, more people who like your company doing it. And like you say, just go through every single post, you know, what worked, what didn't work, kind of get video up there videos you know the right sort of video <clears throat> will will be far better than um you know a stock photo plus some words you know and um and and try and ask questions um and the, and the other thing i don't know whether you guys have, have talked about it but you know whether to set up a, a group you know is it possible you know like you know a facebook group you can also have linkedin groups hmm. they're hard work but um yeah. they're not gone away so i think we have to watch this space on those I really like the tip you just shared about it's a monthly allowance, correct, of 100 people to yeah. invite to like your company page. Yeah. It's a great tip. It's easy to do. And it's a great way to boost the engagement. So Absolutely. awesome. I'm glad we kept you in on our little Engage <laughs> News of the Week chat. And now I want to share with you all something new that we have gone and created as an, a continued, a continued, 
continuing education piece for, for our audience. So what we've done at Engage is actually put together a show library of all of our live shows. We love how we've done this because it's very easy to navigate. And I'm going to share the link with you in just a moment, but check out how this looks. And you can find this show library at our Engage homepage, but I'll share the individual link in a moment. On our show library page, you're going to see a really nice layout where you can see each and every show that we have produced. And you'll also see what the topic of the show is. You'll see a little more information about the guest. And there'll also be an easy way to actually literally roll your cursor over the either TikTok or LinkedIn emblem, and it'll take you right to that guest's LinkedIn page so you can connect with them for further. As you scroll down, you'll see all of our guests and you will be able to see Peter's first show with us. And that was on the topic of websites and landing pages. So if you all, you know, have enjoyed either if you're listening to this on the podcast, I'll share the link in just a moment. But if you're watching and you've really enjoyed this talk with Peter, you can go to our live show page and actually find his previous show as well and go back, click to listen to that or watch that. So if you're listening via podcast, I'll share the link verbally so that you can make a note of it. It's going to be engage.com forward slash live dash show dash library. If you're watching this right now live on LinkedIn live, go ahead and screenshot this or snap a photo and then you can visit our live show library page to watch all of our live streams. Now, we also have a podcast library as well. So that's going to be an opportunity to listen to all of our shows in a podcast format as well. But this is a great way to check out some of our past guests, listen to shows you may have missed. And again, if you have a colleague who may benefit from some of the information we've shared, it's a wonderful and easy way to share your knowledge, our knowledge, this awesome, insightful database with a colleague or a friend. Now, speaking of sharing and connecting and networking, I want to share all of Peter's connection information with you so that after our show, you can connect with him, especially if you have more questions, or maybe if you're interested in hiring Cub Limited to help you with your digital marketing strategy. So Peter, to connect with you on LinkedIn, it's going to be the linkedin.com forward slash E4A business, E number four, A, and then the word business all together. And that's how they can connect with you on LinkedIn. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, that's it. That's me. And then let's talk about what our audience will find on your website. Okay. Well, Cubs are digital agencies, so um, it'll all be all things we can do for you. Um, if you go to academy.cub-uk.net, uh, you'll see all our training uh, and courses, online courses and things. Love it. Well, listen, I'm look. I'm watching the show right now live on my phone, and I just saw all these light bulbs going up and hearts and clapping. Keep them uh, coming, everybody. Look at that. If you guys enjoyed the show, give us an emoji. Give us a clap, a light bulb, a heart. Let Peter know that you really found his insights to be helpful to you, especially as you venture out to work on either analyzing your current digital marketing strategy or creating a new one. Really? Now, before we go, I just want to remind everybody at home that you can connect with us, uh, whether you want to check out the Engage Live program, you can do that at EngageLive.com. If you're more interested more in our platform and all of our free services, you can check out our engagement tools at Engage.com. And we'd love to encourage you, of course, to connect with Engage, our company page, right, on LinkedIn, because that's where you can find out more information about future shows, like our show next Tuesday on the 27th. Our guest will be Rebecca Kramer, and um, she'll be talking more about basically why paid ads aren't always the best way to get engagement, but real conversations are obviously what you're aiming to achieve. So tune in next Tuesday, the 27th at 1 p.m. for our special guest, Rebecca Kramer. But you can find out about past shows, future shows at our 
at our Engage LinkedIn page. And then I encourage you all to connect with me on LinkedIn at the Marissa Morgan or email me at marissa.m at engage.com, especially if you have a show topic idea or you have questions about our platform. Peter, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Someone is also asking, can the link be included here in the chat, please? Yes, and I'm not sure which link you're asking for. So I'm going to just take a moment before I end our show to put a few of the links into our chat for our guests. Peter, is there anything while I do that that you'd like to uh, end our show by sharing? Um, I think I think we've, we've, we've covered... Uh, a lot of stuff in the show. I think we've. Um, uh, it is it is important that you've got to think of your digital marketing as a system. You know, you've got your website, social media. There's a, a packet, a program called Creately, which which can be free. And I I now sit down with every client I work with, and I quickly sort of get the process, create the website, put the social media, put the LinkedIn, and we we literally draw a map workflow of their ecosystem, their digital marketing ecosystem. And, and what's really interesting is when we go back and say, right, okay, what are we measuring here? What are we measuring there? That um, people go, sort of go, oh, right, okay, I've got to measure this stuff. Yeah, we've got to measure it every single point. So we know, it's a bit like dials on a, you know, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a old fashioned rockets, you know, where they have all lots of dials. You've got to make sure all the dials are in the green. Um, and uh, so, so yeah. Top tip before before we end the show is to, is to go to creately.com and um, and have a go at actually creating your digital e- ecosystem. It's not going to cost you anything other than your time, and and draw out you know a little thing for your WordPress, one for social media, and so forth. And what are each of the bits doing for your um, for your for your business? Absolutely. Um, Kay Tenille, I just shared the links. They may only be showing up right now on Facebook and YouTube. So not not a worry. Go to LinkedIn.com. Go to the Engage uh, page. And that is going to be Engage, N-G-A-G-G-E, to go ahead and connect with us. And I just want to confirm, thank you so much, Steve, for just popping that up. Uh, Rebecca's topic next Tuesday is why live streaming video is critical to growth in 2021 and beyond. So I just want to make sure I reiterate our topic for next week for those of you interested. Peter, it's been wonderful to have you back. Thank you so much for joining us. Congrats on all your success with your company moving you know, forward into the future. And we're excited to hear what you have to share come October, November. Absolutely. Hush, hush, excitement. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> have a great rest of your summer, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you Thanks, all God. soon.